You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the DNB Supply Show. So good to have you back this week, and so good to be moving into fall. And here we are; we're officially in November, and looking forward to Thanksgiving already. And you know, there's there's one last piece of business that we've got to touch on before we get into talking all about the holidays and everything that comes with that. And and that is, we've got to put away those pieces of equipment that we use all summer and all fall: our lawnmowers, our trimmers. You know, every different thing that we're, we're using, there's some things that need to be done to put those away so they fire right up for us this next spring. There's no repairs needed or there's no long waits uh, to get them serviced at any local dealers and in particular any D&B supply uh, small engine shops that we have. And so we're going to talk with Andy Rogers, who's the assistant manager at our Emmett D&B store and also runs the shop there, all about what we need to be doing and looking into whether we do it ourselves or take it in with our small engines uh, here in the fall so we do fire them right back up when we get started next spring and we can avoid a lot of frustration and save ourselves time and save ourselves money. So hope you enjoy that. I hope your November is off to a great start as we move into this great time of year and uh, really, really appreciate having you all here. Hope you enjoy the show. Joining me now is Andy Rogers and he's the assistant manager of the Emmett DNB Supply in Emmett, Idaho, and as well as the manager of the shop there. Andy, thank you very much for coming on the show with us again. Well, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed the last one and uh, excited to dig into another one. Well, me too. And, you know, we kind of covered small engines last spring and I thought, well, here we are. It's November and uh, we better cover it again and remind everybody what they need to be doing to preserve those engines and to maintain them and uh, make them trouble free, especially when they try and start them again next spring. Yeah, that's the biggest issue we uh, run into during the, the winter is people not putting their equipment away correctly and then they are... Sorry that they didn't in the spring when it's time to start cutting and and doing things and their equipment won't start. So it, it is a very smart thing to do to get them in in the in the fall when you're done with them and get them stored away properly. Absolutely. Now, is this a busy time of the year at the shop for you? No, not really. This is probably our. We're really starting to mellow out. We're still seeing quite a few chainsaws. You know, people cutting up firewood and stuff, and and some log splitter issue and stuff, but. For the most part, we're really starting to wind down. Uh, we get the few guys that have mowers that still pick up leaves and stuff and, until the snow falls. But mm-hmm. you know, we really start kind of mellowing out the, this time of year. Well, that's good. That's different than when we spoke last spring. You were really running, and I was lucky to get some time with you on the radio. Yeah, yeah springtime is a go time for us. <laughs> uh, everybody ready to cut their grass at once. And, yeah, this time of year, everything's... If something comes in now, it's you know it's an issue that something's really broke and they just need to get it fixed to to keep picking up leaves and get that last uh, grass cutting of the year. But okay. for the most part, we're we're pretty mellowed out. Well, I'll tell you what. I want to start off by asking you about gasoline. I know that's one of the major issues that we run into when we try and start engines back up in the spring. So, really, how long does it take for gasoline to go bad if you just leave it sitting there in that tank? It can take as little as two to two to three months to really start breaking down. They say technically after one month it starts to break down and lose octane. So, you know, I, I try to tell people two to three months, if, if you believe you're going to let that piece of equipment sit that long, that you really need to get it winterized and put away correctly. 
And so if you've got some sort of siphoning system or something like that, just emptying the tank on a small engine, that's not enough, right? Because you've got gasoline in other parts of the engine that's just sitting there. That is correct, yeah. We, we really recommend getting the gas out of your tank itself and then starting the piece of equipment and letting it run until it just completely dies and runs every last little bit of the, the gas out that's sitting in the carburetor. Because that's probably the most uh, common mistake is people will drain their gas but then there's still gas sitting in the carburetor to go bad, and then it just gums up the carburetor and and uh, causes some major issues after it's sat for two or three months. And, you know, along those same lines, I've tried to time this at my own place, but I haven't got it quite right. So here I've got um, my gas cans from this summer and this fall sitting there, and they've still got three gallons of gas or four gallons of gas in there. So what should we do with that gasoline so it's it's not something that we just kind of – it just kind of goes to waste? I typically put it in my vehicle um, and just burn it through my vehicle, especially, you know, the straight gas that you're running in your mowers and stuff. Just dump it in my my vehicle, my four-wheeler, my dirt bike, whatever the case may be. Uh, If I have a log splitter, I will continue to use it for the log splitter. But uh, typically I just, when I know I'm done, I I will just burn it in my vehicle or one of the other four-wheeler or motorcycles just to get a burn through that I know I'm going to still use. All right, that's. I've got a huge smile on my face because I'm sitting here going, "Why didn't I not think of that?" That's such a good answer. I'm sitting here going, "What can you add to it to preserve it?" But no, just stick it in your car, and then uh, you can use it up and just refill those tanks later this spring. Absolutely, <laughs> and even if you have a little bit of mixed fuel for your trimmer or chainsaw, and it's just a little bit, that little bit is not going to hurt your vehicle at all with that little bit of mixed oil in it. So oh, I really? even if I have a half a gallon of half a gallon of mix oil left from my blower or chainsaw i will just dump that half gallon in there and it 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 won't affect it at all really so the stuff for your two-stroke engines that can go into your car if you just have a little and not a big deal at all absolutely if you just have a little bit it's not a big deal at all i've ran out in my lawnmower many times and all i had left was a gallon of my mixed gas and i've ran it in my mower and it it, it won't hurt it at all. Interesting. Okay, that's a good tip. I did not know that. Now, I want to ask you, what about fuel additives? So, I remember from the previous time we spoke, when you are when you run your engine out of gas and you're getting all that gas out of the carburetor, uh, you did not recommend leaving it empty. You wanted something in there to keep those seals and things like that moist, right? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I mean, the fuel stabilizer will help if that's the route you want to go, but I still really strongly suggest that you drain the gas and start it and burn every last bit of it out. And then there's numerous companies that make a product called, it's called a Moto Mix. And the most common one is made by steel and it's gas and oil already mixed. And it comes in uh, any size from a quart up to uh, one gallon containers. And so I start my equipment and let every last bit of it burn out. And then I take one cup and pour in my chainsaw, one cup and pour in my blower and another cup and pour into my uh, uh, trimmer. And I just let that, I start my equipment and let it run for 30, 40 seconds and shut it off. And I know that I have a gas that can't go bad for up to two years. And I know that I have a gas in my carburetor so that my diaphragms and stuff can't dry out. And when springtime comes, I just mix up a new gas, a new gallon of gas and mix my oil and pour right on top of this Moto mix. And there's no issues whatsoever. 
Perfect. All right, well, let's take a commercial break. When we come back, I want to ask you about the difference between two-stroke and four-stroke engines when it comes to all this, okay? All right, sounds good. Say you were to ride off into the sunset. Ideally, what kind of boots and clothes would you be wearing? For horseback riders of all styles, nothing beats the look and performance of Ariat. Available at D&B Supply. Everyone from famous rodeo cowboys to country music legends to equestrian Olympians turn to Ariat with confidence. You can count on them too. Think of Ariat as your ultimate riding companion for the life and times in the West. When you need to better outfit your ride with Ariat, stop on by your favorite D&B Supply. Another cold winter will make keeping water from freezing a tough task. Don't leave your livestock iced out. Pick up a Farm Innovator Stock Tank De-Icer from D&B Supply. Farm Innovator Stock Tank De-Icers are designed to keep your animals' water from freezing and only come on when they need to. Find the right one for your tank with a variety of types and sizes in stock at D&B Supply. Break winter's icy grip with Stock Tank De-Icers from Farm Innovators. Available at your favorite D&B Supply. All right, Andy. Well, now that we're back, I want to ask you, so when it comes to winterization, when it comes to adding things like Moto Mix, does the, the type of engine, does it make a difference if you have a two-stroke versus a four-stroke in your small equipment? Well, again, what I do is I know that my lawnmower is a four-stroke, but again, that little tiny bit of that two-stroke mix and the Moto Mix, I put a cup of that also in my lawnmower and do the same thing. And again, that little bit does not hurt anything. So you could put a cup of that in your generator even if you know you're not going to use it after hunting season until mm-hmm. next hunting season. And that little bit of mixed gas is not going to hurt your four-stroke engines at all. And I guess for our listeners who are listening to this and they don't quite know or understand the difference, what is the difference between a two-stroke and a four-stroke? A four-stroke engine has its own oil reservoir where you have to separately add the oil to its own reservoir and the gas to its own reservoir, where the two-stroke It does not have an oil reservoir, so it takes a mixture of gas uh, and oil ratio uh, mix, which is most standard 50 to 1 gas to oil. Well, so we've kind of covered the fuel system and and dealing with the biggest issue. Now let's talk about some other things that people can be doing to maintain their equipment right now and getting it ready for next year. So I guess starting with lawnmowers. So we know about the gas. What else should somebody be doing, say, with their push lawnmower right now? You know... The best way to do it is most shops in general, The this time of year in the winter is your is their downtime, their slow time. So you can take your lawnmower to your shop, to, you know, bring it into DMV, and we will service it in the fall or, or during the winter so that springtime comes, all, you fire it up, and you're good to go. You're good to start mowing. We, we just do a basic tune-up on it. We, we here at the Emmett store... We actually, in the winter, when people bring their stuff in to be serviced, we will uh, set it up with the Moto Mix. So that's all done. Sharpen the blades and just get it completely ready to go. So that springtime comes, you just got to add gas and you're ready to start cutting. You don't have to to wait the month downtime when springtime when shops get really really backed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good advice. And and when you when somebody brings that into you, do, are there any joints like on a push lawnmower that need to be greased or anything that needs to be done with the spark plugs at that time of year? Not typically on a on a walk mower. There are some commercial mowers that have some grease points to them, but uh, most typical walk behind self propelled push lawnmowers they do not have any grease points. Uh, spark plug we you know we will generally just change a spark plug it's a very inexpensive part to replace 
and we usually do that on a tune-up anyways, so uh, you can just do your tune-up in the fall or winter and not have to worry about it in the spring. Great. And then let's talk about our trimmers. So another piece of lawn equipment, is there anything special that needs to be done with them beyond what we've kind of already talked about? No, beyond what needs to be talked about, no. Um, you know, again, when we do a service, we just kind of we pull the, the rope all the way out on the pull rope and make sure that there's no frays so that, you know, springtime comes, your, your rope is good and ready to go. Um, some trimmers do have a greasable, serviceable gear head down on the head that does take a grease. And when, when they come in to be serviced, we check that grease and make sure it's full. And if it's low, we, we add a little bit of grease to it. But, no, we suggest, you know, good to start out the beginning of the spring with a, you know, a new trimmer line or store your trimmer line in water so that it doesn't dry out and become brittle. Uh, your trimmer line will hold up better if it's if it's got some moisture to it. Oh, interesting. Little tip there. So are you talking about the trimmer line that's still in the packaging that you haven't pulled out and put on the trimmer? That's correct. I store mine all summer long. I store it in a little Cool Whip dish or a butter dish, and I just fill that up with water, and I leave my spool of, of trimmer line in that water all summer long, and it doesn't ever dry out and become brittle. It, it will actually wear better and longer if you if you store it in water. That is really interesting. Okay, great tip right there. Now, let's move on to heating our homes and the equipment we use for that. So, obviously, people are still cutting some wood. People are still splitting wood. But once that's all done and everything, you know, all the, all the wood is made for the winter, then what, what should we be doing with our chainsaws and our splitters? I would do the exact same. I, I would run it till it runs out, and I would go ahead and do a service on it so that it is ready to go for next year and, and put my one cup of moto mix in there that I know is not going to go bad until next fall when I'm ready to pull that splitter out again or the chainsaw comes springtime and, and just get it ready to go. So have a nice, you know, have your chain sharpened and stowed away so that when you're ready, the, the saw's ready and going to fire right up. Okay. Well, perfect. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take another commercial break. And when we come back, I want to ask you a little bit about more specific stuff on our farms and, and our farms around the area here, okay? Sounds good. Thank you. D&B knows that life in the West is defined by hard work, innovation, and constant improvement. These values made the West what it is today. And these are the values that have made Wrangler the defining Western brand since 1947. Wrangler Apparel is Designed to feel good in the saddle, look sharp at the rodeo, and work hard on the ranch. That's why Wrangler fits with classic Western heritage like a boot in a stirrup. For clothing that's a good value and steeped in Western values, stock up on Wrangler at your favorite D&B supply. Out West, our tough winters aren't for the light of heart or the light of foot. Reboot your winter boots and bound confidently into the cold with a pair of Sorel boots from D&B Supply. Sorel Boots were born in Canada to tackle the toughest winters with hefty construction, premium leather, and superior wool for maximum warmth. Anyone who owns a pair can tell you that they'll turn even the nastiest blizzard into a breeze for your feet. Kick the cold with Sorel Boots, available now at your favorite D&B supply. Okay, Andy, well... Now that we're back, I wanted to ask you specifically about a wheel line mover. And, you know, that's operating off of a small engine, but it's also got uh, some hydraulics to it and it's got a chain. And so with a piece of equipment like that that's going to stay out in the elements over the winter, what are your recommendations there? I guess with the engine, probably the same when it comes to the chain and things like that. What do you recommend? 
most of my customers that have wheel line motors, they they pull their motors off. Most of them are just uh, four or five bolts and, and take the chain off of the sprocket. And so it's very easy to just pull the motor off of the wheel line, store it for the winter undercover in a shed. And then most of my my customers will bring all of their wheel lines in very early in the in the season and just have us do a complete service on them. Is that right? Interesting. So they'll bring they'll bring the motor in itself. Yeah, that's correct. We have some that'll bring up to twenty four wheel line motors at a time and just have us go through every single one, replace all the ropes so that they have good ropes for all season long because they do sit out in the sun and, mm-hmm. and get used more. So we can just inspect all that kind of stuff, fuel lines and 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 get them ready to go for them. Yeah, interesting. I mean, when it comes time to irrigate. If you guys are 30 days out, that's no good. They need if they need those things working right then. Very, very good point. Most of them will bring them in in fairly early in the year, so that that's not an issue when it comes comes to that point. Gotcha. Correct. Now, what about the chain? Uh, so there's this big chain on a wheel line that that is able to kind of move those big wheels and and move that whole system. What do you recommend for uh, maintenance on that over the winter, as well as lubing it? How many times should that be lubed, say throughout the course of a growing season? Throughout the winter, I would definitely, me personally, would probably check that two or three times just with a good chain chain lubricant that you would basically use for a dirt bike that's got some graphite into it that's going to stick to it pretty well. But, yeah, if you just keep that lubed up two or three times through over the winter, no issues. Okay. And then for the next growing season, I need, there's water hitting it all the time as the sprinklers are irrigating the ground. Uh, should you be lubricating it during the growing season as well? Absolutely. Yep. Like you said, it's going to get water on it all season long. So I would actually probably do it a little bit more during the summer season when you're watering, watering a lot more. Just keep a good, you know, every once a, once or twice a week, just go out there and spray it real quick with a nice motorcycle chain lube. Now let's talk about ATVs and UTVs. Is there anything significant we need to do? Uh, a lot of these, of course, are probably not getting put away for all winter. They're probably going to get some use, uh, if not a lot of use during the winter. What do you tell your customers to do with those at this time of year? Well, unfortunately, we do not work on four-wheelers and motorcycles and UTVs, but personally, I would do a lot of the same thing that I'm we're doing with lawnmowers. You know, riding lawnmowers, we, we kind of skipped over, but one important thing to do with riding lawnmowers as well as with ATVs and UTVs is is you pull the battery out of your unit and, and put it in a garage somewhere where it's not going to freeze. Okay. The cold freezing temperatures are really hard on batteries sitting there all winter. So your battery will hold up a lot better, will last longer if you can pull those pull those out and store them somewhere in a closet or whatever the case may be where it's not going to freeze all winter long. And I wanted to ask you too about engine oil, uh, especially for any equipment that we're going to be operating over the winter. Do we need to make a change in our engine oil for the, the cold temperatures when it comes to viscosity or things like that? No, we run a straight 30 weight year round and that is just the common year round engine oil for small equipment. Uh, the two-stroke oil, the steel, kind of the mix oil is, is about the same. It's a, it's a, the same oil you just run year-round. Some of the mix oils, like the steel, come with a little bit of stabilizer in them. So if you are going to only leave it for a month, that, that little bit of stabilizer in the mix oil do, does help for sure. All right, Andy. Well, let's take another commercial break. And then when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about hydraulic oil in our small tractors and equipment on our small farms, all right? All right. Sounds good. 
A well-worn pair of Danner boots has become a hallmark for hard-working and hard-playing people in the West, and everywhere else for that matter. Find your next pair of long-lasting, great-looking, made-in-the-USA Danner boots at D&B Supply. Hold a Danner boot in your hand, and you'll notice the handcrafted precision. Try it on, and you'll feel the difference. Test it against the elements, and you'll appreciate the value of a product that's built to last. From classic hiking boots to handcrafted work boots to fashion-forward looks to fit your daily life, stop on by D&B Supply to try Danner boots on for size. Even if your trusty steed is turning old and gray, she's still got a lot of life left in her. So take care of her changing nutritional needs with the right food, like Cargill Neutrina Safe Choice Senior from D&B Supply. Safe Choice Senior is a high-fat, low-starch blend with organic minerals and pre- and probiotics that increase fiber digestion, maintain energy, and improve skin, hair, and hoof quality. Feed your trusty steed what she needs with Cargill Neutrina Safe Choice Senior. Available now at your favorite D&B Supply. All right, Andy. Well, let's talk about hydraulic oil for a moment. So, you know, as it gets really cold out, those of us that are on farms or small farms, we're probably still using our small tractors and using our buckets or our hydraulic lifting capabilities for, for one reason or another. Now, when it comes to doing that in really cold temperatures, should we be changing the type of hydraulic oil that we're using? And the Emmett store is the only D&B that does rental equipment. So we do deal with uh, tractors and skid steers and excavators that, that run hydraulic oil. We, we don't uh, change a different weight of oil throughout the winter. We, we definitely allow for a longer warm-up period so we can get that hydraulic oil warmed up a little bit so that it flows through the through the pump and through the lines a little more efficiently, but we, we don't we don't swap out different weights on hydraulic oil at all. Okay, so the, the weights stay the same, but the, the warm-up time increases. So for that hydraulic oil to work as normal, it's going to have to reach some sort of minimum temperature, it sounds like. Yeah, just to get it warmed up enough so it's not quite as thick, and typically we'll let it warm up for a good 15 minutes before we start running it, and then we will just... If it's a tractor, we'll sit on the tractor and run the bucket up and down a couple of times Mm -hmm. uh, just to get the hydraulic oil flowing. But other than that, we don't typically change any any other specifications that we do in the summer. But about a 15-minute warm-up time, that's pretty significant. Now, once you get the hydraulic oil up to temperature, should you expect to see the same, I guess, rate? Should your bucket be lifting just as fast as it does in the middle of summer? It could possibly take a little bit of actually running the hydraulics before it would get up to its normal speed. I know log splitters are kind of the same. You might have to run the ram back and forth five or six times to get that hydraulic oil really, really cycling through and getting warmed up. But after that point, yeah, you should see about the normal normal uh, hydraulic speeds as you would in the summer. Well, I just I know that I've I've seen that in the past and one of the things I found uh, a while back is that my bucket wasn't raising as fast as I thought it should, but that actually turned out to be a hydraulic oil filter which I found and I was able to change out and it was pretty dirty. So sometimes uh, even in cold temperatures if it's not moving as quickly as you think it should, maybe it's not the temperature, maybe it could be a filter or something like that, is that right? Absolutely. And, and, you know, those, those signs can come up in the summer or the winter. We typically, on our log splitters, we change the hydraulic oil and the oil filter every two years. It's not something that needs to be done, you know, probably as often as servicing the engine on a, on a lawnmower or a small engine. But, um, yeah, we change the hydraulic oil filters about once a year, every two years, depending on, 
how much we use the hydraulic equipment. And then uh, since we're on the topic of filters, what about air filters, fuel filters, all of that, whether it be our small lawn equipment up to some of our larger pieces of equipment, is that something we need to be checking uh, once a year? And if so, is right now the best time to do that? In in my opinion, yes. Uh, I'd rather have my equipment completely ready to go in springtime. So we change oil in small engines as far as lawnmowers and things once a year. Some people like to do it in the fall, late season, and some people like to do it in the spring. But uh, I typically change my oil and oil filter and fuel filter all in the fall when I'm done, know that I'm done for the winter so that, again, springtime I'm ready to rock and roll and I don't have to make sure if I can't do the service myself, having to find somebody that can get to it in a reasonable time, um, just trying to make every everything easier for me come springtime ready to cut the grass great i'll tell you what let's take our last commercial break when we come back i've got a few more questions for you about batteries at this time of year and uh then we'll kind of wrap it up okay all right sounds good when you think about pet food what comes to mind isn't normally something deserving of your best friend but at dnb you'll find a line of pet food that's so real you can serve it on a plate earthborn holistic pet food Earthborn Holistics cater to your pet's primal needs, blending a variety of nature's finest proteins with other whole food ingredients for a kibble they'll love to nibble and will keep them healthy and happy, too. Earthborn Holistic Dog and Cat Food, available at your favorite D&B supply. Bogged down in a muddy, messy fall? Keep your feet protected and dry with a new pair of Boggs waterproof boots from D&B Supply. Boggs boots are made for mucking around. Now made with seamless construction, Boggs are lighter weight and more durable than ever before. With a variety of insulated and non-insulated styles to choose from, you'll find the right boot for any weather, every job, and everyone in your family. Keep your feet warm and dry this fall with Boggs boots. Available now at your favorite D&B Supply. Okay, Andy. Well, you had talked about bringing the batteries out of your pieces of equipment and and getting them somewhere where they're not going to freeze. Now, if somebody does that and it's a piece of equipment like a riding lawnmower where they're not going to use it all winter and they've pulled that battery out, should they have that battery on a trickle charger all winter to keep it charged or are they okay just doing one, I guess, more significant charge in the spring when we're getting ready to go again? Anytime you can get a little battery tender just to keep somewhat of a charge on a battery, you will be better off. On my lawnmower, I typically don't. I just pull it out of the engine and take it somewhere where it's not going to freeze. And and I probably get two years out of a lawnmower battery, but things like a four-wheeler and stuff that you could use throughout the winter, but you won't use nearly as often, I, I would buy a little battery tender, a small trickle charger, and, and just throw that on there every every so often. They make some pretty nice battery tenders that we sell here at D&B where you can just leave it on your battery and it will kind of charge go on and off by itself as it needs to so you don't have to mm-hmm. worry about forgetting about it. And then uh, there are solar trickle chargers as well. Did those have any effect during the winter or are they just you might as well just put them away until the summer? You might as well put them away until the summer. Most of those, just the amount of snow and rain we're going to get, you're just going to take the take the chances of of getting water damage into those types of things that Mm -hmm. you can't store under a shed or out of the actual rain and rain and snow. And now how about the fluids in our batteries? Is there anything we should be doing this time of year to top them off, check them, test them, anything like that? 
Not typically. We, I check the, the fluids in them in the springtime, but you could check the fluids in, in the wintertime before you put them away. But I, I typically, when I get, take it out of my little closet area where, I, where it's not going to freeze, I typically check the water in the springtime when I go to put it on my mower for the beginning of the season. And now uh, on our lawnmowers, our push lawnmowers, our riding lawnmowers, there's a lot of different bolts and things holding everything together. And you know, over the course of a mowing season, they experience a lot of vibration and things like that. Should we be going through and looking at those and tightening things up if need be? Absolutely. It's always a good idea in the springtime, especially when you're getting ready to fire up, just to uh, do a good check over, make sure your cables are working properly. You know, some people don't have a storage place for their mowers and water can get into the cables that go back and forth and cause some rust issues in there and Absolutely check out all of your bolts. Uh, any of that stuff can be a safety hazard if something's loose that shouldn't be loose and and make sure your blade is, is on tight and all those good things just, just as a safety precaution. And really, I think what I've been hearing, Andy, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but if there's one theme coming out of this, it is do it now if you need to go to a, a D&B and, and get a con- consult. Uh, over the equipment you have if you don't know all the answers then do it now because when it comes to springtime shops are going to be overwhelmed and you might have a weight on your hands trying to get this stuff done absolutely at some points in springtime we can get up to six weeks before we can even look at a piece of equipment because we get that many pieces of equipment or that big of a waiting list to get their equipment in so highly highly suggest to get it in in the fall and and get it done correctly and then like I said, when the grass is ready to cut, you're out there cutting, not waiting in a in a shop for downtime. And we're fortunate; we have three local D&Bs that all have uh, small engine mechanics. That's the Emmett store, the Meridian store, and the Nampa store. And you can go into in any of those three and and ask questions and talk about your equipment, and they'll all be very easily to talk to you and let you know what you should be doing all right well thank you so much for coming on today and sharing this with us again i think it's really valuable for people to hear and get reminded about and hey we're right on the cusp of the holiday season so happy thanksgiving to you and and have a great holiday season yeah happy thanksgiving to you too and uh hope to talk to you again thank you all for joining us today and here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle however you define it for the dnb show i'm matt breckwald